Now we're ready. Here we go. What's up, world? This your boy, Stilo Bundles. I'm out here in Baltimore, man, with my girl, Ray, and my boy, Dodge, man. We live on the Chicken and Rice podcast, you heard me? Ah, get at me. Yeah. Hey, yo. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. This is the Chicken and Rice podcast. I'm Dodge P, and I'm here with my best friend, my confidant, my right-hand woman, the most beautiful girl in the world inside and out, my wife. Say hello, baby. And welcome. I'm Ray, and I'm so excited to share our journey and everything in between with you guys. The best part about it, I get to do it with my husband and my very best friend. I really couldn't ask for anything better than that. I love you, babe. You the sh. Now let's do this. Now let's do this. He's such a hater. <laughs> now let's do this. Such a hater. <laughs> Yo. Episode two of the Chicken Rice Podcast. I'm your boy Dodge P. And your girl Ray. Mm. My, my, my girl Ray. That's Yo, right. Shout out to Stilo Bundles. We ran into him down Baltimore. Stilo, what's going on? Straight from New Orleans. So when I heard his voice, I was like, yo, that's I said it could be Baltimore, but it could be New Orleans. And I was leaning more towards New Orleans than Baltimore. And sure enough. Yeah, so we uh we took a day trip down to Baltimore and we went to go eat at um we went to the harbor and walked around a little bit. And then we was like, let's go try bubblegum shrimp. I've always wanted to try it. I love the movie. I've seen it a trillion times. So our server came over and he had this crazy accent. And I was like, "There's that's not Baltimore. I know the Baltimore accent. That's not Baltimore. And then, you know, you said it sounded like he was from NOLA. And I was like, I, I think he is. So when mm-hmm. we asked him, sure enough, he was. We asked him to do a little drop for us and, give, right. you know, and um, he did a great job. So shout out to Stilo Bundles. Thanks again. Um, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think he's on Instagram. I don't know his name right now. I'll link it into one of the, um, I don't remember uh, what it was. It's Red, uh, Uptown Red or something like Red from Uptown or something like that. I'll link, I'll, I'll put a link to his um, stuff. I think he's a rapper. He does beats and stuff like that too. So it was cool to link up with other creatives and just to be able to wreck. The good, the thing that I said to you when, when we first heard the accent, I was like, it's so dope to be able to hear an accent and then immediately connect it to a place that we visited. Sure. So that was that was pretty dope to me because we've been a lot of places and for I think I'm pretty uh, good at identifying accents and this one was spot on once we heard it. Yeah. Um. So um, it's crazy because I I got a pretty funny story about myself. I I work out of three cities, Philadelphia, Princeton, and also New York City. And because I'm weird about traveling in in clothes or I don't want to, I don't wear a uniform to work, but because I do have to change clothes once I get to work to be more business professional. So in my three offices, I have clothes that I change into after I've traveled either to Philadelphia, even though I live in Philadelphia, to Princeton and or to New York. So couple weeks ago, I get to New York and I find out that I don't have any pants. I have all the shirts I'll ever need. I don't have any pants. So I, um, I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do? So I'm starting looking around on Google for like somewhere inexpensive. Cause I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for a pair of pants, you know, cause I have many pants. I just didn't, I forgot that when I took my clothes from the New York office, I didn't bring them back after right. I had them, had them cleaned. So I'm looking around and I find a gap. So we know I don't have the build to wear <laughs> gap clothes. So I have these big ass runner thighs, no booty, 
and <laughs> my waist <laughs> my waist is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's I can get into it depends. Like when I'm fasting and stuff like that, I could probably get into a 34. When I'm not fasting, I'm more like a 38 comfortably. So I go to the Gap, and uh, I'm like, shit, the Gap, the Gap pants are not inexpensive. So they're still about fifty or sixty dollars for a pair of just khakis. So I'm looking for a 38, and I'm like in the store for like half an hour. I don't see any 38s. And I'm a little bit too embarrassed to ask, yo, you got a 38? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I think they know that, yo, son, you're not supposed to be in here. You, <laughs> your waist, your thigh's too big. So anyway, I grab a 36 because I like the color. And I said, let me just try them on. So 36, and I think it was skinny, man. Mm. I don't know what I was thinking. So I go into the dressing room. I'm, a, I'm the, I'm the, the, forever optimistic guy. So I said, I'm going to try to try these on anyway because I didn't believe that I could get them up over my thighs. So I get into the dressing room, take off my sweats or shorts or whatever I had on, put these pants on, started sliding them up over my thigh, and they friggin' fit. <laughs> A 36 skinny fit me, but they were super tight, but they were like super comfortable. So I'm looking around I'm like, yo, these no way that these pants are supposed to fit me. They're just, they're Wait, too- are they, were they stretch? They, well... I didn't know that they put stretch in men's pants now. So. Well, they have to as tight as some of these men wear yeah, now. Yeah, I don't, I don't consider those guys men. So for this day, I was not considering myself a man. These pants were so tight. And <laughs> I mean, they wasn't nut huggers, but they were, they were tight as hell. Um, but they were so comfortable that I didn't want to take them off. <laughs> and when I looked at myself like in a mirror, I didn't feel like I looked bad. So I thought that was a little strange, too, that as tight as these pants were, as tapered as they were at the ankle, that I didn't feel some type of way when I looked at myself in the mirror. Right. So I was just, I was pleasantly surprised that I could get into a 36 skinny from the gap. It, everything has to have stretch now. The The guy's pants nowadays are tighter than the women's pants. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy to me because, you know, I grew up in the hood in Philadelphia. You grew up in the projects in Connecticut. And mm-hmm. there was no way Mm-mm. back in 80s, 90s, even early 2000s that you can see guys wearing tights. I'm just, you know what I mean? Right. It's just a whole different, you know, game now. I don't really, um, I don't mind fitted, you know, more fitted or more mm-hmm. more uh, straight leg or maybe a little bit tapered at the ankle. But like, I've seen guys come to the girls' stores yeah, I don't get and that. try on nah. the jeans because the guys' jeans can't get tight enough for them, and they know mm-hmm. that they, it has stretch in it. So um, it's just a little weird for me. I mean, obviously now if you see somebody with super baggy clothes on, it looks insane. Right. But, you know, a more fitted look or something like that is cool. I feel like the whole hip-hop game has changed so dramatically that mm-hmm. it's just like, what? Like, mm. you know, you see guys wearing handbags and nail polish and and i'm not you know i'm not anti anything like i I really don't i'm like yo do you right um i don't feel any type of way about anybody dressing any type of way i'm just surprised that this is where hip-hop is at right now right i could just never see this before you know what i mean right um guys wearing actual women's handbags um pearl necklaces pocketbooks you know um merces whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. um pearl necklaces and just it's just very different it's yeah, just it's like back in the day you know especially mid 90s and stuff like that like people would think um this was like insane well i guess it's insane in america i know when we went to europe all the men carried 
a bag. But it wasn't a, like it a wasn't computer a purse. or like a laptop looking bag or a crossbody or a messenger something bag. messenger bag. Now they I've seen them with like Chanel purses. Yeah, like, I don't get that. So you know, um, it's just it's, it's different. It's really different. So um, the super tight pants thing. You know, <laughs> remember we saw that couple walking down the street and the guy's pants was as tight as his girl's pants. I mean, you I'm, can see like the whole like I don't mm, need to see your print. You know what I mean? I like that's a little too up. tight. You don't like tiger print? Yeah, yeah, tiger print. Yeah. What is you? T- what kind of print is you? T- you know oh. what kind of print I'm talking about? Oh, 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 oh! I got it. You know, yeah. we got the toe, and y'all got the print. Mm. We don't. Um, I don't really need to see all that. that you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like coming out there with that hoof and shit. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, listen, I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot of shit. I'm old, so if I, but I, for some reason, I vaguely recall us talking about how the dude's pants were tighter than his chick's pants. I'm so. just saying, like, I, I don't know. Like, how do you, how was it comfortable? Like, it was comfortable. I mean, I'm I not know, a dude. I'm not, but I'm sure that the the pants that you tried on weren't, um, weren't little, like, f- freaking tights. Tights. Well, they actually have on, like, okay. man tights. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, damn. like. So I'll never bring those back home. I'll just get those cleaned in New York and just keep yeah, them up just there. Just keep that in New York. Because, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to say, I, I ain't going to hold you because when I got back to Philadelphia, I went and bought, like, 10 more pair of See? pants. But they were a 38, not a 36. Mm-hmm. But they are super tapered at the ankle and stuff. And so I was just like, oh, okay. Maybe now my uh work, my work wardrobe is a little bit more fashionable. That's all. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm just saying, I was so surprised at how tight, uh, oh, excuse me, at how, com- how <laughs> they, comfortable. Yeah, they, they were, were really tight too. But I'm so surprised at how comfortable those pants were. It's all, it's all the stretching there. Mm. It's all the stretching that you have to. The guys don't have little, tiny little feet. Like, how are you getting your right. big ass feet through those ankle holes? Right. Those foot holes. I guess you need says, to stretch. It says something about your manhood too, because I wasn't comfortable with how pan- how tight those pants was. Like you said, the boy was printing for days. Oh my goodness! You know what I'm saying, and I was—I could have got written up on some sexual harassment type shit at the office. Oh boy! You know what I mean? So I got to be careful. I, I don't know. I just sat, stayed seated all day. I guess. So, yo, <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia, the Eagles are back. I'm, I'm not huge. I'm not a huge Eagles fan. I'm more a basketball fan, and I guess that's because as a youth, I didn't play football. Like I literally grew up in the hood, hood where. You to play football, you need like multiple people. Um, so we play basketball, you really only need one person. You don't even need a basket. You we played in crates, like milk crates and stuff like that. So Eagles are back. Um your Listen. boy is back, your guy. Um Deshaun Jackson had a huge, huge game Sunday. Deshaun, he's you know, uh, he's actually a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um super cool guy. And I'm so happy that he's back. You right. know, he, he left for a few years. and mm. That was Chip Kelly doing some yeah, dumb shit. Yeah, but you know what? He he fits. He fits in great with the team. He mm-hmm. did a great job. Um, I feel the same way about you. You know, football, I do... I do like to watch football. But mm-hmm. let, me, let me put it this way. I'm not the biggest sports fan. I can't say that I know everything about sports. I'm a fan of my city. Right, I agree. I support my city. I agree. So, you know... Um, when we were playing uh, in the World Series for baseball, mm-hmm. we went to the games. We, we did all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. that was fun. And then with the um, the Super Bowl stuff, that was crazy. That was insane. The city was just on another level, and like, and everyone just let it be. You know right. what I mean? There was 
hundreds and thousands of people just roaming the streets going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was great. It, it it felt wonderful. Now, basketball, basketball, I got to a point where I was so tired. Every time I came home, he was watching basketball. You were watching basketball every time. Oh, Sixers game, Sixers game. And then one day I said, you know what? Let me just sit here and watch it with him. Mm-hmm. So I started watching the Sixers game and I got so hooked. This was two years ago. So now I'm like a huge Sixers fan. And even though I'm excited about the Eagles, I'm super excited for the Sixers for, for basketball, you know, and it's coming around soon. But I'm um, talking about basketball. Did you see Mike Scott get in that fight? I, I, I saw, um, I didn't see him get into a fight. I saw that he had on a bunch of Redskins uh, gear uh, s- Sunday during the game. And I understand that. I think he's from the Virginia area. But like, yo, you are a professional athlete in the city. You have to know how our fans react to everything. I I, I agree to that. You know, I do agree with that. I was surprised when I, the fight was kind of like insane. I don't really know how it started or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was squared up and um, there was a huge crowd gathering around and they really started swinging and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, I really like Mike Scott a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I think he fits in great with Phil. I think he has a Philly attitude. Um he has that like hard chip kind of like on his shoulder attitude, mm-hmm. but he seemed to really love the city. You know, he's giving out ice cream. He's um, popping up at weddings mm-hmm. and it's, it's cool. Like I, I really, I don't know. Like the fight was just crazy. I hope it doesn't turn him off to, to our city because the three regional manager, like he's, he's Mike Scott is the shit. Right. You know, I, I like so. everything. I like everything about him. I like his attitude. I like his grit. Um, I like, the fact that he looks high every game. <laughs> I like all of that. And like he fit right in. But as a professional athlete for the Sixers who are up and coming now, he has to know how dedicated our fans are to our local teams. You understand what I'm saying? And when I saw it um Sunday, I was like, yo, that's a violation. Cause I follow him on I follow him on Instagram. So do I. And I'm like, yo, that's a huge violation, especially for the city and it's especially for as much as you're out and about in the city, I think that he should have known better. I I just feel like I feel he like should've, he should have. But this is where he's from, so like I I get that too. Philadelphia is just a crazy sports city, right? Insane. We probably have the craziest fans, if you know, or at least the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really bad though. I'm just like I re- I really hope he's not turned off, uh, to the city now because I really like him a lot, and that was a little bit crazy what he did. But at the same time, it's like yo, it's. At the end of the day, it's it's a goddamn sport. Like, right. so what if somebody got another jersey? You know what I mean? There's gonna be people wearing that jersey, you know, different people's jerseys during these games. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get everything that you're saying. What I don't get is that you're a professional athlete and you wear the opposing. I get it, yo. But you do. There's some shit that you do in your home, and there's other shit that you do in the public. I understand that you want to support your Redskins, so maybe you do that. On a weekend where they're not playing the Eagles, you understand what I'm saying? That's that's all. That's what I mean. I'm just saying, like, listen, bro, we love you. You know we love you, but that shit right there will turn off an entire fan base. But just, wh- I don't even know what happened exactly though. So I don't even know if the dudes that were fighting him even know who he was. Well, that's um. I want to say that's neither here nor there. It is because he still plays. For the Sixers. He right. still represents the city of Philadelphia. And that's so, why I think he was dead wrong. Regardless of what I understand. I don't know what I don't know enough about it. And I don't want to harp on it for a long time. I'm just saying as a 
as a consumer of professional uh, sports in the city of Philadelphia, I understand how rowdy we fans can be. And I assume that, matter of fact, listen to this. As a matter of fact, he just mentioned something a couple weeks ago about how he wanted us to boo Jimmy Butler when Jimmy Butler came back. So I know that he's conscious of what these fans are capable of doing. And so that's my re- that's another reason why he should have known better. He's a grown man. He could do what he wants. Sure. I'm just saying, like, you work here. You work in this city. You work for some of the most, um, uh, you work for some of the most, uh, I don't want to call us emotional. You work for some of the most. Uh, the craziest. The craziest sure. fan. Yeah, we got a jail underneath the link. Like, come on. We got, like, football jail. You know, I I get where you're coming from too. I think I'm just looking at more from um, the other the other side. Like to me, it ain't that. It's never that serious. It's never that serious that you can actually physically harm somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, it's just is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a violation. Whatever he had on a Redskins jersey in Philadelphia, and he plays for a Philly sports team. Mm-hmm. To me, it ain't that big of a deal. It's kind of like whoa, but it's like all right. Keep mm. it moving. All right, Mike. You know what I mean? I Whatever. I mean, like, today we ain't fucking with you. But next time, you know, Sixers game, we got you. But it's not, like, on his post with the guy, he was like, oh, you know, I love you, but today you're my enemy. Like, just right. joking. But it's not, He. I mean, I'm just hoping that he knew that he, he should have partly expected this. Mm-hmm. So if he did, he can't be that mad. Oh, not at all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's how come I know he's conscious. That's how come I know he's conscious about what what he was doing when he went out there. Great, represent your city, just not when they're playing your city. But he ain't no bitch. No, he ain't no. He definitely ain't (laughs) no bitch. But I'm just saying, like sometimes you got to choose a side. And as much as we hate to choose sides, this is one of those times where he should have chose the side of the city that's writing his check. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because I know that he didn't get this type of love when he came from the Clippers. No, because he was he was ass. He, yeah, he was playing ass. <laughs> <laughs> these are all these, these are all his was, words. Exactly. These I get are, it. You know what I'm saying? That's I get why I it. like him so much. That's because, what I'm saying. But listen, yeah. the same way that that we could turn off other players, it's it's a bad feeling when you get on the floor and you get booed. Remember when when we booed Ben Simmons not too long ago? Who um, booed Ben Simmons? The, I didn't boo the, Ben Simmons. Well, I neither did I, but I'm saying the fans booed him. And then he came back on the press conference and was and said something. Right. Oh, I like the booze. Listen, bro, don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. That's just that's just it. Don't fuck with the fans. We'll make you 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 have a hard work environment messing with us. It's gotta be tough sometimes though. I like, know it's gotta be tough. Especially in Philadelphia. Like we are the worst. You should see We what, are the worst yeah. of the worst. You should see when my fans boo me at LA Fitness in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. Sometimes they be oh, talking shit man. from the bench. I'm like, shit, sit up. Wait till the next game. All right. So it's it's, it's tough. I'm it's tough. I hope I hope that we I hope that Mike Scott, the three general manager, can redeem himself. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, we like you. Right. We want you to be here for a while as long as you keep knocking down them threes. But that type of shit, bro. Not when you playing the Eagles. Not when you playing us. Yeah. But in his defense, he is the type of dude that wears all type of jerseys. So, he wears NFL jersey, uh, NHL jerseys, all type of stuff. 
He's the type of dude that do whatever the fuck he want to do. Right. That's what he But I tell you does. what, I, it, it's going to be a hard year for him if he keeps doing stuff like that here in Philadelphia. I, I think I think this uh, gave him a little taste of it. So, mm. you know, I'm sure he'll figure it out. Yeah. That's it is is nuts. So, I just got to play um I got to play one clip real quick and I'll tell you this is from our our friend <laughs> I could sing a little bit, right? Hell no. Yes, yes, I can. Don't Hell play. No. Don't play with me, fam. I can sing. I am not playing at all. Not even a little bit. Come on, fam. <laughs> oh, See me hit that? No. I was actually the sixth member of Boys to Men. No. Well, uh, I'd never made it. Hi, Nate. Mm. So listen, I played that song because after like 15 years, I'm closing my studio. The studio. Glamourville is closing his doors at the end of this month. It was a, a tough decision, but I had to do it. Um, it was time. It was time. I hadn't used the studio in at least three, four years, at least. So I didn't even use the studio once since we moved into the bigger space. For those of you who don't know, um, Glamourville is actually where we where we met, where this whole thing began. But uh, the original Glamourville was in South Philadelphia. Uh, when did you move? To the new studio? Two years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. So. And now, you know, it, it, it it's time. Right. I mean, I had to, um, I, I was, it was time for me to, to put the headache behind me. Um, so for a long time, I don't think I, I mean, here's what was going on. I, for the, I was turning a profit in the beginning and then, um, and then I stopped I, I don't want to say I started losing money, but I was just barely breaking even. But the issue with that was the headache. Um, it became too much. Like the money that I was making wasn't worth the headache that I was getting from the guys that I was renting to. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It was just, it was becoming more and more of a headache where I have to kind of babysit grown men. Um, it was just, it was just getting weird. Even this last, this last month I had issue with, you know, giving people, I don't want to say, I gave people about 35 to 40 days notice that, listen, at the end of September, I'm closing the doors. I thought it was, I actually thought my lease was up. I was actually uh, subletting commercial space. So I thought my lease was up at the end of October. But when I looked at the lease, it was actually up at the end of September. So I told my guys at the end of August, like, listen, this is the last month. I'm going to cut your rent in half to help you with transitioning to another studio or whatever. Right. I had a partner um, that I had taken on for the last two years. So when I reached out to um, when I reached out to the guys to let them know via text message that um, I was closing the doors, instead of them responding to me, they respond to my partner who didn't relay the message to them. I relayed the message to them. So basically, some of these bitch-ass niggas was like, oh, are y'all is he saying that just to you know just to uh get us out like mm. bro really see i don't like that it's, i don't like that, that. shit like, is just, corny as shit you sent the message right they need to get at you about that right you know what i mean i as grown men mm-hmm. i don't understand and not being able to communicate mm-hmm. like where does that I, I don't get it like where does that come from that you feel some type of way and you can't go back and talk to the person right who you need to talk to instead you go around you know the back way and start asking other people like 
Dude, I sent you the message. Right. Ask me the questions. That shit was super corny to me. And uh, I was just like, oh, like because of course my partner tells, like, we're part. One thing about me is you will never question how I'm feeling about any situation. So everything about me is right up in the open. You know what I mean? You'll never have to guess how I'm feeling or or what I want to say to you because I'll say it to you. So, but I have been dealing with this type of stuff for at least 10 years. So this is the type of stuff where, you know, people, I, I think I was given weight. According, here's and here's another thing. I, I, the older that I get, the more that I could kind of see um, the makeup of the world in the, in the country, kind of like where some groups of people don't stick together like they should. Let me cut through the bullshit. I feel like black people don't stick together like they should. So as I get older, I'm trying to do more to encompass successful black people but it seems like every time i try to i get the short end of the stick and so there are tons and tons of community studio spaces in the city of philadelphia and probably even you know in jersey or in delaware close by but my thing was i'm not you know i'm not trying to break your pockets with uh renting you studio space so basically for and this is crazy because basically for the last 10 to 12 years, guys have been paying $200 or $250 for unlimited studio time. Which is insane. Which is insane. That's unheard of. Regardless, That's nothing. Regardless of whatever my costs were, their costs were always the same. $200 to $250 for unlimited studio time every month. No caps on anything except the weekends. And that was just in case, you know, somebody else wanted to use the studio a weekend. However, everybody got to shoot during the weekends. It's it's all right though. At the end of the day, they're gonna figure it out when mm-hmm. they go to another studio and they're gonna see people harping on top of them. Oh, you want to use this? That's an extra ten dollars. Like, right. All that nickel and dime stuff. Right. Yeah. That shit is crazy. That. Oh, the heat went up this month. You mm-hmm. owe me an extra hundred dollars this month. Right. Oh, this like you know, th- people always have it good and they never appreciate it mm-hmm. until. They don't have it anymore. Yeah, the shit is crazy. They would be complaining. Oh well, we need paper. Well, shit. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. Type, buy paper or talk to the people that you shooting with. That's shooting with you, and y'all buy paper. Right. If you rent an apartment, you don't call your landlord to buy you toilet paper. Right. Why are you calling me and complaining that there's no uh, shooting paper? You don't even shoot. It's the. That's exact. That's what I'm saying. This is how grown men can't communicate with each other. So mm-hmm. it's like, yo, talk to your studio mates. About who was in here last or who was ruining the the stuff. Right. And it's just crazy. I'm so happy. It's like a weight lifted off my shoulder. I feel sorry for those um who um who um who are gonna have trouble elsewhere, but hey, you're no longer my headache. And so even, you know, with this last month, I'm like, yo, just pay me half the rent, half of what you would normally pay to help ease the transition. Right. I had to damn one dude hasn't paid me. One dude hasn't paid me. The other dude, he said, I want to leave on a good note. So here, I'm going to take care of the 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 rent, you know, the 50% that you asked for. And uh, let's just leave it on a good note. I was really surprised that that happened. But the one dude who does the most crying didn't pay me yet. Mm-mm-mm. And I don't think he's going to pay me. But that shows what, what kind of guy, what kind of man that he really is. Well, you, you better than me. See, I, I can't, I can't babysit. I can't babysit. Right. Especially grown ass men who don't act like grown-ass men, mm. I'm good. It is what it is. I mean, I'm out, so they're in, 
you know what I mean? I was, it, it was weird because I had a conversation with somebody else. Actually, I had a conversation with my partner. He was telling me about my attitude when, when they were just starting out. And I told them, I said, yo, when we first started out, I, I was so much better than you guys at everything that I didn't even see you. And it, it sounded really harsh to say that. But that's how I felt. Like for a lot of years, I didn't even see these guys, even though we were sharing the same studio when we would, you know, I would see their work and stuff. I didn't see them as my peers because I felt like they were so, um, they weren't good yet. I, I felt like I was so, I was so much better than everybody for so long that I just tuned them out. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy to feel that way. And, and I think that sentiment carried along with me through, through this whole time because I see some of these guys and all their work looks exactly the same. They're all using the same filter um, process or whatever. The same press a button here, blah, blah, blah. And, and all their shit looks exactly the same. That was back when I was, you know, taking four or five, six hours retouching the image, right. you know, and, and, and now all their, all their stuff looks the same. If I put one, two, three, four, five pictures together, you wouldn't be able to tell whose photo is whose. And that's, that's bad for business. Because now you could get your shit anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's part of the reason why I'm out out the studio business. You know what I mean? You never wanted to do it. Uh, you know, the whole studio thing and photography thing, these are all just side They're all things. side hustles. Yeah, side hustles. You know what I mean? So, I got a ton of those. Right. At the end of the day, it's over with, it's done with. Mm-hmm. One less thing you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. More time you get to worry and spend with me. What's that? Hold on, my mic. <laughs> mic check. Check, th- check, check, check. There's mic. nothing wrong with your microphone. Hold on. I can't hear you. You can hear me just fine. What'd you say? You heard what I said. Oh, okay. Don't make me repeat myself. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? You heard me just fine. <laughs> you just repeated yourself. So there we go. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm whatever. glad. I'm done. Sayonara, bitches. I'm out. <laughs> I'm happy. Like, it's crazy. I'm so fucking happy to be done with that that part of the business. Because it was, it, it was, I never bared, that tree never bared any fruit for me because I always dealt with leeches, people who was sucking, sucking all the time. Well, on to the next. They were always eating and never bringing food to the table. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy and, and I hate that I get taken advantage of in those type of situations, but they only make it worse for the, uh, for the people that come after them. So right. it is what it is. So, oh man. I'm, so what you got? do I have? Yeah, what do you have? Hmm, what do I have? I don't know. <laughs> I've been doing all the talking this this cast. I mean, I think... Oh, you know what somebody said? Oh, why what? is Ray's voice so beautiful or pretty? I'm like, fam, what are you talking about? I sound so weird to myself mm-hmm. when I listen to myself. You're always the one who was really good with being on, on like, camera mm-hmm. and on the radio or, you know, with your voice and stuff. I was good in front of the photo camera, and that was where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that was completely out of my comfort zone. When, you know, I did a couple of the music videos or right, even just on the phone, mm-hmm. you would always have your video out when we're on vacation and right. try to take, and I was always quiet or I kind of just waved and turned my head. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't really my thing. Um, the radio thing, I, I'm getting a little more used to it. Right. This is only the second episode, so I hope I'm doing okay. But I don't um, know. might have to send you back to podcast no. class. 
at community college or something. I, can't uh, I don't know. They have that or not. They ha- I'm going to create the <laughs> curriculum and then I'm going to be the professor oh or the boy. instructor, whatever they call it. You've been potting for like a month. And okay. You, and this shit sounds and, great. Okay. Listen, this ain't the only podcast I do, fam. <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'm, oh my goodness. I'm, yeah, I mean, multiple. So, so full of himself. Multiple pods, bro. So full of himself. Multiple pods, bro. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know what I mean? If you end it for the so what you gonna do when we start like doing video because you know there is we gotta do a YouTube arm of this Ugh, cast I know you know what I mean so I'm just figuring out where we could set up in the house so that it's easy setup and easy breakdown so right I mean but once that uh once that happens then I think people are really gonna be going crazy you know like Ugh. oh look at chicken oh look at rice <laughs> <laughs> oh look at rice look what rice got on today. <laughs> Yeah, my pajamas. Mm, now you're really going to be getting the audience. Jeez. They be like, damn, that's what you wear to bed? Well, you can't wear your pajamas because you be in bed topless. What you talking about? You can't be wearing I, your pajamas I wear on men's TV. pajama bottoms. Flannel oh, men's no. pajama bottoms. <laughs> and yeah, they're the most comfortable thing in the world. I don't know how you do that. It's so comfortable. I don't know how you get in bed with a full set of pants on. I don't. Well, I, I walk around the house with it, and then I take it off when I get in the bed. Well, you don't go to then. That's not your pajamas. Then you get but, in the no, bed. It's, but it's my pajamas. But the, oh, sometimes you get in bed with those flannels on, and well, I'm like, I don't know how really, the hell you do when that. When it's really cold outside, I guess. In our house, we have flo- tile and and hardwood and mm-hmm. floor. Everywhere. We don't have any carpet except right. going up the steps. Right. So it gets really really cold. So sometimes I hop in a bed. With my jammies on. That's crazy. I don't get it. I'm hopping into bed with nothing on. And I'm still That's because your body is 10,000 degrees. Yeah, I'm a, I, I do. I You're don't a know hot why boy. That is. I, I am a hot boy. <laughs> I've been one for, no, I haven't always been one. I actually used to be really shy, believe it or not. Like, growing up, I was really. I don't believe you. That's true. I don't Listen, believe you. I used to be shy as hell. And now that I, I'm talking about it, I don't know when I broke. I, you know what happened? What? I think photography helped me break out of that shell. Because I used to always have to tell girls what to do. See, I don't know. Because the stories that you tell me from back in the day, you were just a wild boy. I was wild, but I was shy. So it wasn't like I was... I guess I was, but I wasn't. It wasn't like I was... Like, I was afraid to talk to girls. Mm. I wasn't afraid to talk to girls. I was afraid of the rejection. So I was only making sure that I hit home runs all the time. How do you make sure of that? Listen... You you if you talk to them and then if they say no you grab them. By the, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no joking. I just don't. Yeah, I used to th- think about. I used to be. I used to be really shy. And then, um, f- be, I was shy, but like no nonsense. So I didn't really play a lot of games. Right. You know what I mean. And that I still don't play games now. So I don't. I don't allow well, no but one. But that is the game. So talking about the game, if you guys have ever read the book by Neil Strauss. Mm-hmm. Great book. You let me read that book mm. years ago. Right. And some people naturally have that game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the I ga- don't know. I've, I came across that book by accident. I actually worked with somebody who came over from Haiti. He was shy as hell. He didn't. That was um, JP. He didn't. Right. He was afraid. He was like super shy. He didn't want to talk to him. And I think he might have been uh, uh, embarrassed about his accent. And because he was really, is that the word green? He was really Green. like there was a lot of stuff he didn't know because he had just come over. So one one Christmas, we were like, "Yo, we got to get him something to help him." I gave him a little trick. I was like, "Yo, 
fold up this piece of paper and turn it into a paper airplane. And then when you meet a chick, tell her that you own a plane and then pull the paper plane out your pocket. It's a it's a hit. You automatically in. <laughs> so, so, right? That's a good, you. What do you think about it's that? Funny. It's, it's funny. It's funny, right? It breaks the ice. It's cute. Well, it's hard. It's really hard. Like I feel like you either kind of have it or you don't. I mean, this book obviously you know teaches everybody right. how to do it or get it or right. whatever. But like with the peacocking and mm-hmm. this and that and the third, the nagging. Some right. people just naturally do it. Some people just have that natural game even right. without even trying right and i felt like i was do- when i after i read the book and it's a great book but I, I told you after i read the book i'm like yo i'm doing a lot of this shit already and didn't know it right and then i gave you the book because i'm like yo here this is how here's what i said i said i'm gonna give you this book so when you see all this shit happening you already know it's game and then once you read the book then you started to recognize when dudes would do shit like you know when they would approach you or right. try to neg you or something like that i was like see See, I told you this shit. It's crazy that it's crazy that there's a science to there's a method to every piece of madness ever. And, and it's just nuts because you'd be like, oh, the dude came in and, you know, he was doing magic and this and that and the other. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, OK, that's right. an opener. You know what I mean? Or he would say or he would try to uh, negging is like uh, saying something negative. You know, he would try to neg you and you'd be like, motherfucker, get out of here because I already know what you're doing. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, it's just crazy, but all of that shit works. And I think, I guess I was doing that, <clears throat> excuse me. I was doing that and didn't know that there was, it was a part of this goddamn science, um, experiment that actually made women attractive, attracted to you. But it's also the whole, you know, hard to get thing too. I mean, if, if a girl walks into a bar and everyone's coming at her and trying to talk to her mm-hmm. She don't, she's not worried about them. She's looking at the guy that's not paying her any mind. Right. Sitting in the corner by himself. Right. Chilling, minding his business. That's the one that she wants. Well, that's part of the game too. Ignore the one that you want. But the guy just might not want her. Yo, some dudes who are so, um, I don't even know what the word is. There's some dudes who shoot so fast that they they have no chance at anything. They go right for the kill and they they have no suave to them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) this is like, oh. They say the corniest shit, and it's like, bro, just if you just breathe, <laughs> if you just relax a little bit, you you could you could bag that. You just gotta be careful. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I have a quick funny story mm-hmm. to wrap this up with, and you know, I told everybody before I, I do bottle service. Mm-hmm. So my boy Zach, one of the bouncers, was was kind of peeping this whole scene. What this scene? whole night, oh. right, at work. Oh, so okay. so I'm at work, and there's this guy that's standing by my service bar area. Mm-hmm. And he keeps looking like he's trying to say something to me or about to say something to me. Mm-hmm. And I see that myself, and because he doesn't say anything to me, I just keep it moving. I get my, my mixers, my glasses and everything. Right. I put it away. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm running around. And I can see that, you know, he's really trying to say something to me. So fast forward an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm getting I'm waiting for some drinks from the bartender. Right. So he looks at me, and he finally has the <laughs> he finally has the courage mm-hmm. to to finally say something to me. And the thing that came out his mouth was probably some dumb shit. <laughs> like, are you Chinese? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that dumb and, shit. You know what I'm saying? I looked at him. And I know, I like, mm-hmm. I knew he was nervous, and I felt kind of bad. But like, my automatic reaction was like, "What?" Right, exactly. You know, like, 
and then I just kind of like, whatever. Right. And I walked away and right. like, I like shattered him into 10,000 pieces. F- and I knew, and then my boy Zach was like, oh my God, I just watched all that go down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I haven't seen him talking to himself. Trying mm. to figure out what he's gonna say to you, exactly. And he he didn't mean to say that, like it didn't right. come. And I was like, I know it didn't, but it it kind of took me off guard too, because I'm just like, mm. bro, you've been standing here for hours, right. In my way, right. And the first thing you say to me when you try to start a conversation, mm-hmm. he was so nervous that you and I felt so bad. I was like, let me See? go back and and just say, you know, listen, no big. It wasn't a big deal. No big deal. I know right. you didn't mean it like that, but but he was gone. I told he you. He got ghosts. You, you done, he was just like, you hurt oh, my God, I'm feelings. so embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> so I, I felt really bad, but mm-hmm. some people have such a hard time. Guys, I'm just going to give you some advice. If you don't know what to say, just introduce yourself. Just say hi. That's it's it's not it's not hard. I don't I don't really don't understand why guys have such a hard time. People are like, oh, we're, you're intimidating. I do have wrestling bitch face. I really do. I don't smile ninety nine percent of the time. If you get to know me, I laugh a lot. I smile a lot. Um, I'm a big goofball. But if you don't know me, I, I look pretty mean. Mm-hmm. I do. I get told that ten trillion times a day. And one more advice for all the guys out there: if you see a girl who's not smiling. Mm-hmm. Don't tell her or don't say, smile. That's like the worst thing you could say to a girl when she's not smiling. Smile. It's like, boy, if you don't get out my face, mm, well, give me something to smile about. I'm at work. Tip me. If well, you tip me, I'll smile. Mm, so, you know. I, uh, yeah. Like I said, before I met you, I didn't know if you spoke, spoke English. Oh, the dude boy. ain't know. So he was just like. He I, knew because he heard me ordering those goddamn drinks from the no, bar. Stop playing did. these he, games. He didn't hear you. <laughs> It was the music was blasting. The he music didn't... was not that loud. It was he can hear me. He was right. He was right all up in my little personal space, my area. The question for two hours. The bigger question is why do people always go with Chinese first? Like any Asian person, they think is Chinese because they're ignorant. They don't. Mm, they don't know any better. You I know. Guess. I had somebody come up to me once and said, "Yo." <laughs> Are you Asian or are you Chinese? And I, and I was just like, I just looked like them, like they had five heads. Yeah, because they do. And I just walked away and I'm just like. Is you Asian you or is you Chinese? If Which you one don't is it? know mm-hmm. that there are seven continents and Asia is one of the continents mm-hmm. and China is one of the country in the continents. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Go Listen. back to school. Go read a book. Go take some geography classes. I really don't know what to tell you if you ask me if I'm Asian or if I'm Chinese. But these are the dudes with no swag, no game, oh, no nothing, because they don't know how to act. They get around beautiful women and they freeze up. It, like They become stiff and mummified and shit. It's like, yo, bro, if you just take a deep breath and relax, some cool shit might come out your mouth. Not no dumb shit like, yo... Is you Asian or is you Chinese? The cool sh- listen, the cool shit is, hey, how's it going? What's mm-hmm. your name? That's, uh, hey, like, just say hi. I guess. It's not hard. You just start a conversation. If you're not naturally super witty or super smooth, right. just say hi. Mm. I won't get mad at you if you say hi. I think um, I think part of the issue is women, too. And nowadays, women are tough on dudes. So, for instance, for instance, like... Nowadays, women are dudes. They come at dudes so crazy. Right. Listen, That's... I've never seen the women today how aggressive they are mm-hmm. ever, ever in my life. Aggressive? What do you mean? I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. They're just literally like. I mean, I read some comments and stuff that that women write, whether it's 
a, a famous person oh, or okay, a regular. Yeah, yeah. And they are just well, they feel more. I think women feel more empowered now to just be as open and um, free as men have always been. You understand right, what I'm saying? Right. So for, for forever, for forever in a day, it was always the man who had to do the um, approaching and the coming on to the to the woman. And now it's like the roles are reversed. Like myself, I wouldn't. I probably. I don't know. How I would it would it would probably turn me off if the if the roles were reversed and you were coming on to me strong I would probably be intimidated I would be like yo what's wrong with this what's wrong with this woman what's wrong with you know what what's up with this girl it's, it's almost like I like a traditional um, approach and I don't know catch I guess does that make sense yeah I, me personally I really don't favor either way mm-hmm. whatever works. Whatever well, works for the the person or the couple or so, you know. So if I didn't propose to you, you would have proposed to me. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm I'm Let's not see. talking about proposing. I'm talking mm-hmm. about getting the start, the start of talking to somebody or dating mm-hmm. somebody or trying mm-hmm. to get you know um, more familiar or, or closer with them. Mm. Not once we're in, you know. I wouldn't have proposed to you, no, because there's certain things that I do like to be a little bit more traditional. Mm-hmm. But there are other things that I'm just like whatever. Mm. We don't. We're not traditional people. Oh, I know that. We're really not traditional people. Our first, our dance was a lap dance. Hey, holla! So you know, what song was it? Black and yellow? <laughs> no, it wasn't black and yellow. <laughs> it was Waka Flocka No Hands. Mm. Come on, you don't even know our song. Listen, stop Babe. smacking the table. I don't. I was drunk. Oh my god! Gee, what you? Yeah, expect? but we we renewed our vows and then they made us. Do the same. I was drunk again. I was drunk twice. They threw money on us. I was drunk twice in my life. What you expect me to do? God. Oh, you. Oh man. One more thing before before I'm done because I'm getting tired. It's already almost ten. Listen. All right. It's unfortunate the thing that happened today. I fell down a YouTube hole again. I always fall down these rabbit holes every once in a while. You are the worst. I am the worst. So today I fell down this YouTube rabbit hole because I was, um, kind of. I hate to say this. I was investigating, quote unquote, the Kevin Hart crash, right? Because okay. I'm for I I you know I grew up in Los Angeles too, as a right. as well as the East Coast. So I'm like, where was he at that he was cra- cra- that he crashed? So I'm like, some of those hills in the in the canyon and you know up in Malibu and stuff are really dangerous. So I says, let me find out where he crashed. So. When I found out the exact location of where he crashed, Google Earth is very scary because Google Earth will pull up your joint like boom right there. Right. So I found out exactly where his car went off the road, and I'm like, "What happened here?" Because the road wasn't winding; it was literally literally a straightaway. Like, hmm. and the dude, they say he came around, came out uh, off the corner, turned the corner, and then like fell, drove into a ditch. Anyway, make a long story short, I was like, "Hmm." I always hear this uh, Calabasas, this Calabasas, that, blah, blah, blah. So finally, I'm looking at the map and he crashed near Calabasas. So I'm like, let me look at the map of Calabasas, like Calabasas on Google Earth, right? Okay. And I know that we are not super duper rich, but when I think Calabasas, I'm thinking multi-million dollar homes, this and that and the other, right? right? Isn't all the songs, that's where exactly. the Kardashians so live. Listen, and, right. I pulled up the Google Earth of Calabasas. Houses cost $900,000, a million five, which I don't think is super expensive or crazy expensive. But here's what threw me off the most. 
these houses in Calabasas are so close together. The houses in Calabasas that I saw on the map are closer together than we are to our neighbors. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's really close. It's crazy, I mean, right? We have an acre of land, but we do have um, some space between our neighbors. Listen, I even pulled, you know me, I be super investigation dude. So I pulled up the roof lines because you could see the roofs, right? Right. All the roofs are the same. So it's like they just make mansions. Like somebody came through like Levittown and just threw the same house up. But wait, it's, it's not mansions for a million five. That's nothing in California. Listen, that's what I thought. But these houses are huge. So when you get a chance, you look it up and then you tell me. And I'm just like, yo, I was under the wrong impression. I was under the impression that these houses were super gigantic and that they were spread out with all this land and stuff like that. It's amazing what you do, what you can learn when you just do a little bit of research. Mm. Yeah. So that's crazy. I'm just like, yo, we could live in Calabasas if we wanted to. Like at $900,000, $900, I don't feel like with a California salary, that's out of reach. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's crazy. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I mean, I'm sure some people have way bigger houses than others, but the bulk of the houses in Calabasas were, you know, they were pretty much a template that somebody just rebuilt over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. The houses are so close to each other. I'm like, oh, this is, this can't be fun. Mm. Yeah. I like, I like a good amount of space mm. well, between our neighbors. Our neighbors are cool. Right. I wish we had a little bit more space, right. but I'm not mad at what we have, so. Well, that's why we planted all the little trees and stuff. To, yeah, to, we, we kind of separated. We got the one neighbor, they like to have parties and stuff. Yeah, so in our neighborhood, it was actually, it's actually my dream neighborhood in the city of Philadelphia, right on the border of Philly and Ben Salem. It's a, it's a little gem. It's a little hidden gem, and you're really not allowed fencing unless you get okayed from all the neighbors and this and that. So we just decided just, my parents are, you know, they have these crazy green thumbs, so they planted all the trees for us and, and all mm -hmm. the flowers and everything. And it filled it filled out after two years. And we pretty much have a green fence. Right. So I'm cool with that. I think in another two years, it'll be fully, fully green. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but until that, I mean, uh, I, until that happens, we at least we're building that privacy, even though we're far enough away from our neighbor where, you know, they can't just look in, in the window. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. That's cool. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm tired too. It's bedtime. <laughs> Ow! What is that? Get at me. <laughs>